Hello, and welcome to another episode of Whole and Complete Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Shantae, and Whole and Complete is all about faith and wellness, loving God and living well. So I owe you all an apology. I know some of you have been like, okay, where's the next episode? Where's the next series or what have you? And I have had so much going on in my life, (laughs) personally, professionally. There's just been a lot happening And I guess somewhere in the back of my mind, I thought that this season had concluded, but it had not. Um, I had not done this last episode. And typically, Whole and Complete is a series-based podcast. So for those of you who have been listening for a while, you know this. But this series finale, so this episode here, actually is the last episode of the season. We are ending at a nice round 24. And... I wanted to end on a note that was like near and dear to my heart. We have been going. So if you kind of do the math, typically episodes drop every week. There's been a few moments where episodes have been every other week. And in this particular case, I think it's been like three weeks. So this is like the longest I've ever gone in an active season without a consecutive episode. And again, I apologize. I dropped the ball. But you know, 24 episodes, like if it's consecutive, that's like six months worth of content. And those are really long seasons. And I know that coming back for season four, I've had conversations with my team. uh, The seasons are not going to be as long. They're probably going to be more like 12 to 15 episode seasons, but they will still be valuable and value packed nonetheless. That said, welcome back. How y'all doing? Did you miss me? I also had a birthday since the last time I talked to you guys. And so I am officially 44 years old. And that really is going to be a sticking point in this episode as we talk about transformation. Because at this age of my life, I can honestly say that I feel extraordinarily blessed I have the wisdom of lived experience of someone who is in their 40s, and I have the physical agility and ability of someone far younger because of some changes that I've made in my own personal lifestyle and health choices, and we're going to get into all of that, and what we're going to use to get there today is one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. I mean, truly, every time I read this, I get something different out of it. It moves my soul every time I read it, even when I'm feeling like at my lowest, lowest point, it just pulls me, it pulls me back. And I hope that that's what it does for you. So our scripture reference today is, it's a little long, it's a little lengthy, but it's worth it. I promise you. So for this season finale, we are talking about transformation, if you have not figured that out yet. And our guiding scripture is Ezekiel chapter 37, verses 1 through 14. I know 14 whole verses, but it's worth it. Here we go. The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out by the spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. Now, this is a vision that Ezekiel is having, okay? He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. He asked me, he the spirit that is, son of man, can these bones live? I said, sovereign Lord, you alone know. Verse four. Then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. That is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath into you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. 
So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. I looked, and tendons and flesh appeared on them, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, Prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to it, This is what the sovereign Lord says. Come breath from the four winds and breathe into these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me and breath entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. Then he said to me, son of man, these bones are the people of Israel. They say our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. My people, I'm going to open your graves and bring you up from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord. When I open your graves and bring you up from them, I will put my spirit in you and you will live and I will settle you in your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and I have done it, declares the Lord. Woo! I remember reading this scripture, oh Lord, maybe five, six years ago um, at a really low point in my life. And so I want to say circa 2016. And it was one of those times where I was at church, you know, but I really wasn't in church. I really wasn't paying attention. I couldn't tell you what the preacher was preaching about. And I had my Bible open and this is where the spirit took me to this scripture right here. And it just, man, it completely shifted my mindset. I was in such a low place. I was in my own valley of dry bones. And so today what we're going to be talking about is defining transformation, the order of transformation and death to life. So take good notes, listeners, because this one is a doozy, a worthwhile doozy. So as we often do, let's start with the definition, shall we? Transformation is a thorough or dramatic change in form or appearance. So in our last episode of this season, I really wanted to leave you with a process that is near and dear to my heart. Transformation really is one of the deep loves of my life. I am in funky dope love with transformation. I love me some before and after baby. I love a good testimony. Um, It is a through line in my personal evolution. It is something that I have witnessed time and time again. I am passionate about it and I wholeheartedly subscribe to it. I also think that it's important to understand what personal transformation requires because these thorough or dramatic changes in form and appearance, it it doesn't just happen. So many of us, we want certain aspects of our lives to change. We want better jobs or stable friendships, or we want healthy love lives. We want trimmer waistlines. We might want to be more active in our lifestyles. We might want more money, more energy, more freedom, but sometimes we get stuck right? We get stuck in a rut or we get stuck in routine or we get stuck in our own head and we can't seem to break free. So as we delve into this topic, let's just start with a simple and clear definition, right? Transformation, a thorough or dramatic change in form or appearance. Now on the surface, it might seem like this definition strictly addresses physical transformation, but that is not the case. The word form means to bring pieces together to create something. And one of the biggest drivers of transformation and also one of the biggest barriers to transformation is the way we form our thoughts. So part of this definition of transformation is not only a physical change, but it is also often requiring a dramatic shift in the way that we think. 
Another key part of this definition is the word change, a thorough or dramatic change in form or appearance. And change is hard for a lot of us. Change can be very difficult. I remember I heard this guy say, nobody likes change but a wet baby, but um, bump. Um, but you know, even when we want change, it can be hard to cultivate the mindset and the habits that are required to get there. And it can be even harder to keep and sustain the habits of mind that are going to facilitate lasting change. Okay. Because transformation is a thorough or dramatic change. Okay. It's not a temporary shift. It's not a temporary part-time uh, seasonal type of thing. It is a thorough change. Notice the use of that word. It's not transformation if it doesn't touch every aspect of your being. Case in point, you can do a lot of things to lose extra weight and people do. You know, I've seen all kinds of fads and diets and concoctions, you know, that can help people lose weight and they do all those types of things. But what they have not done is committed to a shift in lifestyle or a shift in mindset. They have their minds fixed on results, not change. Just because you have results doesn't mean that you have transformation, okay? And sure enough, when people have their mind fixed on results, I'm going to lose this five pounds, I'm going to lose this 10 pounds, I'm going to lose this 20 pounds, and they have not committed to change, and they have not committed to transformation, and they have not committed to a shift in lifestyle, or they have not committed to a shift in habits, sure enough, over time, all that weight comes back and usually brings some friends, <laughs> bring some friends with it, you know, which brings us to how personal transformation actually happens. So Romans 12 to uh, the Christian standard Bible says this, do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may discern what is the good, pleasing and perfect will of God. So I find this scripture useful here because it challenges us to look at the ways that we have conformed to this present age. Personal transformation does not happen without taking inventory on some level. You have to ask yourself, how did I get here? How did I get into this financial mess? How did my marriage become so strained? How did my physical health get so out of whack? What ideologies have I subscribed to with respect to money? Are you trying to keep up with the Joneses? Are you flossing for the gram? Are you buying every product that trends on TikTok? How many times does the Amazon truck visit your house? I know I'm stepping on somebody's toes. What ideologies have you subscribed to when it comes to marriage? Are you comparing your relationship to things that you see on social media? Do your communication patterns reflect love and respect or criticism and condescension and sarcasm? Have you transported unhealthy dynamics from relationships that you saw growing up and toxic relationships that you witnessed growing up into your marriage right now? So on some level, before you can begin to transform anything, you have to look at what you have conformed to. Before transformation can take place, you have to look at the reality of what is, okay, what needs to change and how you have come to be where you are. Even though I have lost a ton of weight, you know, during the pandemic and have committed myself to a healthy lifestyle, people don't realize the inventory I had to take in in order to start the physical process. People just look at the physical results and be like, oh my gosh, you inspire me, or how did you do it? Or tell me the secret. Listen, I had conformed to the idea of self-medicating, okay? So I was conformed to that idea. I was conformed to an idea of pain avoidance 
taking the edge off of painful or hurtful emotions with food and alcohol. And so many people do this, right? It's a normal way of life. You have a tough day at work, you treat yourself with some food. I deserve this chocolate. I deserve these donuts. One cookie won't hurt. You know, I'll stop at the crumble cookie store. If you have never been to a crumble cookie, C-R-U-M-B-L, and there's not one in your area, praise God, because that that's there's crack in those cookies. Okay. But for those of you who do have a crumble cookie in your area, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know, that's the way that we do things. Avoid the pain, take the edge off, medicate. If you have a stress in your life, have a drink or three. There was a point y'all, there was a point in my life two and a half years ago. So like pre pandemic 2018, 2019, I was going through like two, three bottles of wine a week. Okay. Like I could kill a bottle in a night, no problem. Like three, four glasses later, I was done. I had quote unquote taken the edge off and that was my life. And when I talk about conformity, I also had to look at my upbringing, right? I had to look at my culture and the things that, that shaped me into being who I am. So when I look at the generation of women ahead of me, so my mother, my grandmother, my aunts, in my family, all of those women struggle with health issues. Every single one. I cannot tell you how many times I've gotten a call like, Shantae, can you pick up these prescriptions? And when I think about the way that they live their lives in terms of like their daily activities, all of them were busy, but they were not active. I'm going to say that again. Every woman in my family was busy, but they were not active. Now, were there some moments where I saw my mother, you know, getting up on a regular basis and hitting the treadmill for a while. Yeah. You know, or did I see her try things like the cabbage soup diet, you know, to lose a few pounds? Yeah. But did I grow up in an environment where it was normal or expected to live a healthy life, to be an active physical person in life? No. So you have to look at everything. You're talking about personal transformation. You have to look at in what are the ways that I have conformed. Look at your culture. Look at your onboarding into adulthood. Look at the cuisine. Look at the communication patterns. Look at the way that problems are dealt with. All of that. And, you know, as far as the the food is concerned, for so many families, especially, you know, black families, Food is like togetherness. You know, there is a rich and treasured history of soul food in African-American culture. But those dishes have not always been the healthiest choices. Okay, so the first part of personal transformation is you have to take inventory. You know, where have I been conforming and what types of ideas have I conformed to that are the antithesis of where I want to be? And I'm not going to lie to you. This is deep work. It is very deep work because you are, it's like a root canal. <laughs> you know, you are getting down to the roots of these unhealthy habits. You're getting down to the roots of these unhealthy mindsets. You're getting down to the roots of these unhealthy communication patterns. You're getting to the roots of these unhealthy spending habits. And personal transformation is not just about the change itself. It's about the process also of changing and learning and unlearning and relearning. Okay. Okay. So after you've taken inventory, the second part in seeing lasting change is you have to have vision. You have to see the change before you see the change. I'm going to repeat that. You have to see the change before you see the change. Personal transformation does not happen without vision. So if we go back to our guiding scripture, Ezekiel 37, 3 and 4, he asked me, son of man, can these bones live? And I said, sovereign Lord, you alone know he said hmm, what you asking me for 
I, I could I can't call it. I couldn't tell you. Okay, I'm I'm looking in this vast, desolate wasteland of dry bones, and he's like, So can these bones live? And he said, Lord, only you know. Then verse four, then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath into you and you will come to life. Now, back in the Believing Bigger days, I have done a episode about the dry bones and overcoming obstacles and that sort of thing. But today I want to use this as a lens for personal transformation, because this to me really gets to the heart of it. When Ezekiel had this vision of Israel, Israel was in a desolate place. Their nation had come to ruin. Okay, so they were once a thriving people and it had all gone by the wayside okay they had lost their king they had lost access to their temple they were scattered all over the place and it really seemed hopeless okay it was it was genocide to a a degree you know like they were almost like completely wiped out and broken as a people and when I tell you this is how life can seem sometimes before the transformation takes place it can seem pointless and empty and final. But I'm telling you, it's not. It's not final. The Lord told Ezekiel to speak a word over these dry bones. I will make breath into you and you will come to life. Two years ago, you know, I'm in my 40s. Well, I still am. But you know, I was resigned. I'm telling y'all 2019 when the pandemic hit before the pandemic hit, I had accepted I had accepted that my body had just succumbed to middle age. Okay, I was like, okay, I've never been in my 40s before. Maybe this is just what 40 looks like, you know, and my metabolism shuts down. I thought my metabolism was dead. I I thought it had died. I I thought that I had hit a certain age because, you know, that happens. For those of you who are young and listening to this, when you start hitting those milestone birthdays, like 30, 35, and then all of a sudden you can't have dairy no more. And then all of a sudden, you know, your knees don't do what they used to do. You're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, because sometimes that happens. Your body just decides it has expired. Certain things have expired. (laughs) You just can't do certain things anymore. And so that's where I was. I had accepted that my body had succumbed to middle age and obesity and that I just had to accept it. And it was pointless and it was hopeless. And I just had to try to keep it from getting, quote unquote, too out of hand. But I was wrong. I was wrong. Okay, when the pandemic came. And you think about the pandemic, we've been living with it for a couple of years now, but I really want you to think about the scale of the pandemic. This wasn't just something happening in the United States. This is a global pandemic. And with so many losses, such tremendous losses, more than 6 million people, 6 million people have died from COVID. Thousands of jobs lost, thousands of events canceled, hundreds of millions of dollars in lost revenues families separated, mental health declining at the most alarming rates we've seen in a century. And if that's not a valley of dry bones, I don't know what is. And yet in that valley of dry bones, of all that loss of life, of of money, of revenue, of family separation and mental health decline, God spoke a word over my life and said, nah, kid, you ain't going out like that. And suddenly I found a second wind. Suddenly I was busy, just like the women in my family. I was busy, but I was not active. And because we had lockdowns and because we couldn't go anywhere and we couldn't do anything and because I was forced to into a totally different way of life, the way that we all were, I started to look 
at all of my excuses, all of my bad habits. And I started studying how I could turn my health around. And then I made a plan not to lose a certain amount of weight, but to live healthier. I didn't want to be busy anymore. I wanted to be active. And there is a show enough difference. Okay. You can fill your day with so many things that just take and take and take and take and take from you and drain and drain and drain and drain you. And then you look back and you say, what am I giving to myself? What am I pouring back into myself? You'll give a job seven hours, eight hours, nine hours, 10 hours, 12 hour days, and won't give yourself one hour. I said, something is wrong with that. And so I started to make that change. And I started to ask myself, I started to, to a, a vision started to form. I said, what would happen? If I didn't give up this time, what would happen if I didn't accept this fate? What would happen if I used all this time during this lockdown to be consistent for once? What if I used the tools that I had access to because the gym was closed? Okay, could nobody go to the gym? And so what if I use the tools that I did have access to, like the parks and the walking trails, like YouTube, like space in my living room that cost me absolutely no money? What if I used all of that and actually kept going? And the answer to that is in verse five, you will come to life. That's what the Lord said. You will come to life. And that is how I feel. So at the beginning of this episode, I told you I just turned 44 I am the oldest I have ever been, but I'm in the best shape of my life with the healthiest mindset I've ever had, with less debt than I've ever had, with no toxic relationships, with healthy boundaries in place. I have come to life out of that valley of dry bones. I have come to life. Okay, so you need to see the change before you see the change. You need to stop asking the wrong questions like, why is this happening to me? You know, why are my knees creaking? You know, why can't I seem to, you know, get out of debt? Like, no, it's like, what if I did some things differently? What if I saved more than I spent? What if I actually created a budget? What if I, you know, so, so start asking the right questions, start asking questions, the visionary questions instead of the woe is me questions. Okay. And once you have a vision, you need to make a plan. If your finances need to change, remember how much control you have. You tell your money where to go, not the other way around. What is your plan for getting out of debt? What mindset shifts need to happen around spending in order for you to reach your goals? What is your plan for restoring your relationship with your spouse? Mind you, now this is important for those of you who want healthier marriages or or relationships with your partner or what have you. Mind you. You can only change yourself. I repeat, you can only change yourself. I'm going to say it again for the people sitting in the cheap seats. You can only change yourself. You can only change yourself, your responses, your patterns of communication, your emotional availability, etc. But the question is, how will showing up differently in your marriage or in your partnership impact the quality of the relationship? Because maybe if you showed up differently, your partner would respond differently. Maybe your partner would respond differently. But ultimately, it really kind of comes down to this. And I talked about this a little bit in the dating series. I kept myself out of the market for a really long time because I did not want to show up in a relationship with any residue, with any baggage, with anything that was not resolved. 
I wanted to show up as the best possible version of myself. And right now I'm in the healthiest relationship that I've ever been in because I'm the healthiest version of myself that I have ever been. And my partner responds to that. Like he, he benefits from the healthiest version of me. And so if you show up as the healthiest version of you, as you, as the young people like to say, vibrate on that higher frequency, quote unquote, um, then how will that change the dynamic of your partnership? And, and for the record, you may do all of that and your partner may remain completely unchanged. But what you have the satisfaction and the joy and fulfillment of knowing is that you have transformed, that you have shown up into the best possible version of yourself, that you have emerged from your own valley of dry bones. Now, Ezekiel did not just prophesy to the bones. He prophesied to the breath. So look here at verses seven through nine. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. I looked, and tendons and flesh appeared on them, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. So once you take inventory, once you start to see the vision, once you start to make a plan, then things are going to start to happen, okay? Like, there's already a shift in the atmosphere happening, and so Ezekiel already started to see change forming. But verse 9 says, I mean... I mean, verse eight says, but there was no breath in them. So verse nine, then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy son of man and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says, come breath, come from the four winds and breathe into these slain that they may live. Ezekiel did not just prophesy to the bones. He prophesied to the breath. Transformation is not just about going through the motions. It's not just about the practical steps. It's about the energy as well. When you pray about personal transformation, it's not just order my steps. It's order my thoughts, order my mind, order my attitude, order my beliefs, because these are the things that drive action and lasting change. What do you believe about the change that you want to happen? What are you telling yourself about the change that's going to happen? What are you saying to yourself when it's been two weeks and it doesn't seem like you're making a dent? You have to find discomfort in the valley once you see the vision. Once you get a glimpse of what's possible, going back to the graveyard cannot be an option for you. Once you've been in a healthy relationship, who goes back to a toxic one? Once you get better sleep from a healthier diet, who goes back to sleep apnea and insomnia and all that who shot John? Which brings us from death to life. So let's recap. You took inventory of the mindsets and conformity. Then you set a vision. Then you developed a plan. Then you changed your energy and your mindset. And now it's time to move. Verses 12 through 14, therefore prophesy and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says, my people, mi gente, I am going to open your graves and bring you up from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you, my people will know that I am the Lord. When I open your graves and bring you up from them, I will put my spirit in you and you will live and I will settle you in your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord have spoken and I have done it declares the Lord. So, Here's the thing. You have to be ready to leave the valley, baby. You have to be ready. We just had Easter. Why do you look for the living amongst the dead? Unless you are tending the grave or you paying your respects to the dead, living people do not dwell in graveyards. Not to say that they won't drive by, not to say that they won't pay a visit, not to say that they won't pay their respects, but living people do not dwell, do not squat, do not linger and tarry 
in graveyards. Personal transformation, hear me, personal transformation is not a group project. It's a personal thing. You have to be willing to leave some people right where they at. And for some, some people that is the Valley of Dry Bones. For some people that is the graveyard. You have to be willing to leave some people right where they at. Leave them behind so that you can live. Okay. The Lord here, the scripture says here, the Lord says you will settle into your own land, your own land. So if you are a married couple and you hanging out with other married couples, but they have toxic relationships and that was the through line of your relationship because you can bond with other people through your misery. You know, misery loves company and you're bonded through your commiseration. And so that's where the, the foundation of your relationship with those other couples, you're bonded in misery and you're bonded in commiseration. You got to go. If you are trying to be a supportive wife, a supportive husband, but the other wives and the other husbands are always dragging their partners talking about they ain't this and they ain't that. Baby, you got to go. That's dead. That's the valley of dry bones. You got to get up out of there. If it is your intention to lead a healthy and active lifestyle, but you have a bunch of brunch and buffet buddies and they living for the bottomless mimosas and all the calories that come with it while you trying to be on this health journey, you got to go. Not to say that you can't join them on occasion. Come pay your respects every now and then. But as a way of life, that's dead. That's the valley of dry bones. You trying to save money for a house or to pay off some debt and you got friends that steady want to hit the mall, the club, the $4,000 trip to Turks and Caicos, you got to go. That's dead. Those spending habits. And it's not to say that once you get out of debt or once you reach your financial goals that you can't return and do some of those things, but you have to be willing and come to grips with the fact that there are some parts of who you are right now. There are some things that you accept right now. There are some ways that you live right now that are going to be dead to you. As the Lord gives me strength, I will never go back to that unhealthy, busy, but not active lifestyle. I'm not doing it. Go a week without exercising. That is dead to me. That is not who I am anymore. All the things that I do actively for my body, whether it's exercise or dance or yoga, that's not just what I do. That is who I am now. If I literally, y'all, if I go two days without exercise, my anxiety levels are through the roof. I cannot, woo, child, I can't function. I'm like, uh-uh, I got to move. I got to go. I got to do something. Listeners, it's not enough. It is not enough just to want change. You have to surrender to the process of transformation. And my journey is still unfolding. I still have work to do. I still have goals that I want to achieve with my health. But I am so proud of who I am. I'm so proud of who I'm becoming. I'm proud that when I make mistakes or I don't make the best choices or I stumble and fall, I get up, I rebound and I get back on track because it's who I am now. I don't dwell in pity or sorrow. That is dead. That is the valley of drive bones. And I choose to live. I choose to live. And I hope that you will also. So listeners, that is it. That is a wrap on season three. I hope that this season has been a blessing to you. I hope that this episode has been a blessing to you. I hope that you have the tools, the motivation to spur you on and to make lasting change. Okay. And I would love to hear your personal transformation stories. So if you have had some changes over the pandemic and some 
ways that you have improved life for the better that are sustainable, I would love to hear all about it. So you can hit me up at Shante at believingbigger.com. That is my email address, Shante at believingbigger.com. Or you can go to drshante.com and uh, fill out the contact form. Or you can hit me up on Dr. Shante Says on Twitter, on Instagram. I am all about that transformation. It really motivates me. It spurs me. It helps me. It inspires me. And I would love to hear your stories. So that is it. I will see you in season four. So I'm taking a break. I'm taking the summer off. I will be back in the fall for season four. And I cannot wait for that time. Enjoy your summer listeners. And thank you so much for rocking with me these three seasons. I love you.